All right. May 31st. I'm killing another person. <laughs> uh, does not stop. Does not stop. Um, and what I think what's so crazy, like I said in the last one, how I had just no idea that this is how God was going to do it. Let me expose it. Let me expose people before I thought something in the closet was going to come out. And now he's just showing me like, nope. It's already a blatant sin. It just wasn't time yet in the spirit for some reason because this guy came up. I didn't. I didn't say his. I didn't say his name um, in it. But he's he's a, he's blatantly demon possessed, and I'm gonna expose it, and it's gonna mess with everyone who may have followed him. Um, and uh, I'm gonna actually show how how to discern this. I'm gonna let people go to videos and pictures. This is gonna be my perfect example because people are not to carry the level of discernment I carry like it's going to access you into something people shouldn't want it it means you have to have gone through every one of these experiences with demonic spirits to understand how they get on people like this so nobody should want to like oh I want to literally have where my eyes burn when you look at a picture like that's the stuff that you don't want that people don't want that don't idolize this stuff please don't hear this in truth let it just be something that that speaks to your heart and the only reason i'm going to give you this example because this level of discernment can be when something is when someone has crazy possession on them these leaders to this level um you can clearly see it in in the eyes and the church can have this discernment because eyes are the gateway to the soul and so i'm gonna that's one you you can have a don't try to find it don't try to look at it. Don't act like you know and see. Like you don't want to act like that. We, you just, and I know you go. Well, you, you, well, you just don't know why I can. Okay, so whatever. But we don't. We're we don't want to. You don't want to try to act like you're 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 God and figuring out the hearts of man all the time. When God shows me something, He brings it to me. I'm not like sitting there like, yeah, I I stalk people on Instagram because He brings something to me and I want to go see pictures of them. I want to see what their messages. That's what it is. I don't go creeping around. Googling false prophets and then go find them. Because if you did that, you'd find a bunch of reformed people with that use theology and doctrine who are gonna 100% call this guy a false prophet. He's called this everywhere. It's like Todd Bentley. Like, but they are not doing it through this because here's what I did. just did. I called the guy who would do this a heretic in the last one. So God's just having me take the fullness of all of this. Let's look at all the camps, all these leaders. Let's look at all these theologies, all these doctrines. Let's see, why is this not scriptural? Why is this not biblical? Um, and then, and then I'm going to go into the actions of a lifestyle that proved the sin. And then I'm going to, I'm, I want you, people are going to look at, um, I'm going to have them go to a video and a picture and they're going to, I'm going to have you look at an older picture when he's younger, then the picture when he's older, put it side by side. I'm going to show you how to look at those eyes. And it's, it, this is like literally the best flipping example. And so many people see this man and it will say, look at it, he looks like a demon. His eyes are demon, demon possessed. And they're a hundred percent right. They're a hundred percent right, but they don't understand what it's all about. They don't understand because what they're gonna do is take his message and, and group in the everyone in Word of Faith. They're gonna group in Bethel. They're gonna group in all the charismatics. They're gonna group in all of that and the same thing. And that is not it because not everyone who teaches in Word of Faith is carries this to this level. This guy carries demonic possession. Um, it's very specifics. Um, and if you and I know this because I went to the Bible school that this guy 
Um, he didn't attend the school, but he came under the training of Kenneth Hagen, and he is 100% in the circle. This this is a guy who's an idol at, from what my Bible school was. And my Bible school teachers, to me, were incredibly pure. I think that doctrine was just a little twisted with faith. But, I mean, I got so delivered there. The Holy Spirit was moving in that Bible school. So it is, I am not saying, like, that whole everyone that's under it. And I nailed I nailed this more in other podcasts about Word of Faith and Healing and stuff like that because I graduated. And when I say twice is because I did an extended studies uh, extra year because it was only a two-year Bible school then. So I was there um, longer. So, I mean, I, I was engulfed in it. And I have been to one of this man's conferences. I've seen him in person. Um, I'm, I'm building up this like a movie trailer. Everybody wants to know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell in a second. Um, and... Uh, so I've been to his stuff. I've um, I the people that the old church that I was in just recently that was a Rama a Rama church. They see God's letting me say so many more things that I I was so filtered before. It's so crazy. He's like removed this crazy filter on me, and he knows that this is the stuff I want to. I've I've seen for so long, and I've wanted people to get eyes open, and the cheap get protected. Um, I told Pam who I was gonna kill, who I was gonna nail today, and she goes, she texted back, she goes. She goes, you've always wanted to be a superhero that killed people. <laughs> and understand what I mean by that. I've always wanted to be a superhero that killed the enemy that has come through people. That's what it is. It's not that I want to um, take down someone as, as a person unless they're aligned with the devil and they're coming against the word of God. Then yes, I am. And that is biblical. That's in scripture. So uh, that's what that's where that's where I'm coming. And I'm coming in to protect you people to understand how these teachers, they're twisting God's word and they're getting power from it. And there's possession, this man's gifts, they're, they're demons, I promise you, that are coming through him. And what's so mind blowing is that literally, so that Rama church that I was in, they talked about him all this. Everything was about Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn and blah, 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 blah. And it, you know what? He he actually was not dangerous, this pastor. He, he wasn't. He would falsely part. His more thing to me was he was so indoctrinated by rant. That was the only Bible school he'd been to. He didn't even know what Reformed theology was. He did. He would explain te- scripture that I was like, nope, you took that out of context. So it, to me, he just lacked that's all it was. And so that's why I try to tell people the fullness of every people needing to understand all these things in order to discern what we're under, what we're learning, what the word of God is, is because if you don't, that's what happens. That's what happens. And it didn't make him dangerous because he still have God. It made his doctrine not uh, carry fullness. It, 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 it was flawed. And, uh, and, uh, <sighs> What was I going to say? So, yeah. So, this guy is hardcore. Where, yeah. Like, I have my old roommate. My, so, the girl that I... I don't know why I'm telling this to you. The girl that I met in... Uh, when I escaped the state to hide out, I moved in with my brother. When I was hiding out from getting stalked. I had I ended up leaving for five years. But I originally went to North Carolina. I was living with my brother, working in a salon. And I meet, met this girl. And she was attending... Uh, Rama Bible College and I knew God God was all over a year to go there even it was against everything and now I know why now I know why he gave me the fullness and understanding all these different theologies well her idol is this guy 
And, I mean, she talks like, I mean, they get so engulfed in these teachers because these teachers teach them how to get what they want through the Word of God. That's what they do. They teach them how, what faith gets you. They teach, they, te- they, they preach into your soul. They teach you how, how to do things and they put the word faith on it when it's manipulation to, to the character of God and who he is. And because they know scripture so well, and because you could find some minimal truths within, within some of the teaching, especially his, his teaching is so high level witchcraft that it, 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 it you get, they're they're deceived and my girlfriend she is she's a total christian but she's deceived under this and i have tried to break away from this friendship because if she knew to the level that i'm going after things now in my ministry like oh she just would like she would just lose her crap like we i just i try not to be friends but she still texts me but like, when do people just leave me alone It's just because I've been in a, a bad mood um, normally. Not normally as pissy as I sound sometimes. I am this pissy when I speak, though. That's not going to change. I'm not extra pissy in these podcasts because of um, me being mad. And I'm always going to be this aggressive to wolves. That's never going to change. I could be happy and jolly, love my life, and feel great, and I'm still going to yell at a wolf. So I'm just talking pissiness towards people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does everybody want to know who it is? Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. All right. Kenneth, coming for you. <laughs> and a lot of people who would, I mean, he's, so many people consider him um, already like that, like a false teacher. But you have other people who, who, I mean, just the circles I was around, I mean, just completely clu- clueless to to how how bad um, this is. So God's letting me um, say this. This is demon possession, people. (sighs) That's the most aggressive I've gotten on one. Even, didn't I say it with Todd Bentley? I mean, I called him a false prophet. I said it, yeah, and I just was saying, I I didn't go, I just, yeah, no, and I believe he, I believe he is too, because I know everything coming through him is demons. Everything he's doing, and I, I snooped his Instagram again today. I wanted to see where he was trying to still, and I can't even look at pictures of him and his wife. It feels like I'm looking at a demon in the face. God lets me, God shuts that down on me when he needs me to hear something they say, and he needs me because he knows I already see it and I feel it. So I could watch a video of Kenneth Copeland that would have normally burned my eye, like affected me so bad, and it'll push me. I mean, I just see spirits so bad on people that I feel it, I see it, and, and God will just turn it down a little bit and go, let me just let you watch this demon speak for a second. And then he, he turned it down on me today so I could watch a couple videos. Um, and here's what I'm gonna go. So, I've known this about this guy for a long for a long time. If people heard me say in one of my podcasts, I said there's some guys that were in revival and were in certain things. They look different when they're younger. Through their theology, they got possession, and I can see it in the eyes. He's one of them. Um, and if somebody doesn't understand that, Google his picture. Okay, just Google it, and then tell me you don't see it. And if you don't see it, do you have sunglasses on? <laughs> Double check. Do you have regular glasses on? Are you wearing a blindfold? It's incredibly obvious. Look at his eyes. That's possession. Okay, people? That's possession. Um, And another thing I'm gonna say about that, when you're dealing with something that a spirit has taken that much power and control on a person, they aren't always gonna look this obvious. 
Those are ones that I have to pick up through in, clearly in the spirit. I just get to use him because he's an obvious one. And another thing that is weird, what can happen when somebody gets incredibly taken over by the demonic to this level, they'll begin to physically contort and change. Um, he looks like his head's gotten bigger and his body's gotten smaller. It's very bizarre. Look at older photos of him. Something is contorted on him now. Like go watch a, vi a video of him like sitting um, at his, because they have a TV show, sitting at a thing, watch his hand, look at his hands, look at his head, look at how his body looks a little bit like, if people don't see this, I'm questioning your eyesight. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, even my dad sees it. I mean, my dad sees it. My dad goes, I know, he's always, he started looking like he's changing, spirit, like a spirit's taking him. My dad, I mean, come on. Like, and he's seeing it with his eyes. My dad's not trying to nail his doctrine. My dad says he physically looks like it. And there's, and there's an element of people that have that discernment. I know people that do. My dad does. My dad's convinced the Pope is demon-possessed, and he says he sees it in his eyes. <laughs> it has, it's so, and I, because there are certain people that you can see it to this level of how bad. So if you want to see a comparison, you can Google younger photos of Kenneth Copeland, and you compare the eyes now he has blue eyes. It's a glassy robotic look and it looks at you, it, his eyes look at you in a very creepy way. Now you wanna get a better example of this? Go on YouTube and look up an Inside Edition clip that he's getting interviewed for having private jets. You wanna see the best, best, best example and proof of this. This is gonna be the most mind blowing video, you guys. If you wanna understand how that you can see a spirit literally come out of somebody and then he goes into acting like he's gonna pray and then he go and he, too, he looks at the woman in her eyes and tells her her eyes are pretty. So the spirit is like, is, 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 is it, it has full control of him. He's fully aligned. So is his wife. They're full-blown full Jezebel and Ahabs that are controlled by these spirits. And they're using um, doctrine. They're using the word of God to feed them. And their, their congregation and the people that follow this ministry are also getting fed by it. And they've deceived the sheep into believing that this is full truth and this is what the word of God is. So I'm saying that people fully under this doctrine, it does not mean that their heart is impure. It does not mean that they're um, operating in. A lot of them are going to 100%. It's that they got deceived by a teacher, not correctly teaching scripture in fullness and completely twisting the words of God completely and I'm going to blow him up right now and how he does it so yeah if you look at so it, and people have to are going to like need to take a second I get it put me on pause <laughs> google that YouTube video <laughs> I need you to do that watch the YouTube video come back to the podcast and listen and you're going to be able to hear me clearly that's all I'm going to say just so you just so you, you get where I'm coming from you're going to you're going to see it on him and if you um if you didn't see it then are you cross-eyed what happened? Just wondering. It's blatant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he, uh, he, uh, you can see it come through his eyes. Now, if you watch his teachings, it come, it's in his teachings as well. You have to watch the eyes. It's this power thing and how he, how he does it. First of all, he likes to use King James version. So the power that this demon has doing, this is crazy. I know, and I can see it. I can feel it when he does it. So if, okay, so here it's what it's doing. So if people are listening to him teach, by him speaking the word of God through something like King James appears to give him an authority. Does that make sense, people? 
and he'll do that. He'll use those words, blah, 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 blah. just go watch it. And he'll get louder at certain things. And, and this is not under the spirit of God. This is under a power of a demon that is captivating a room. Okay. There's one, if you, if you, there's a, there's a one video that somebody posted calling him like a Paul's probably says, uh, Kenneth Copeland's demon, demon possessed. And a guy and person who was do that would call me that because he's calling it because he's speaking in tongues, but he, his tongues is a demon as well. And so this is what's so crazy. His tongues would sound like it's a regular, that's why I'm trying to explain people. Demons can manifest these gifts like nobody's business. They cannot manifest the fruit of the spirit. They can manifest the, the gifts. If you think Jesus saying you will, you will go prophesy in my name. You'll cast out demons in my name. You're going to heal the sick in my name. You're going to raise. I don't know if he says raise the dead, but you have people for sure. Todd Bentley claims to raise the dead. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really? Oh, really? You idiot. I'm so sure. I'm so sure that was really, if that even happened was really freaking, that's just, I mean, people, we're so dang blind. I don't know what's wrong. Why, why has this gotten to this level that this has to be like literally nailed in so many different ways that, so he does speak in tongues and he, he gets in the middle of a message and this is a demon. A demon was taking, so in this message that he was doing, he was raised, he was first of all taking money. Okay, so he was getting people to sew in money to his ministry. He was bragging about a jet that cost him $11 million. And here's what these types of people do. They give because people that put such an idolatry on their faith that they don't get sick, that they get jets, they get wealth because of the faith in the word of God and God's hand and favor for us, blah, blah, blah. And that if you sew into it, I'm standing with, with my ministry because I'm reaching thousands with the gospel, then you too will get this in return. And so the demon's going and, and going to take the reap which is so scripture, which I'm going to nail that one so freaking hard. I'm going to nail this so bad people what's about to happen. They take the reap which you so scripture and scripture is about being blessed and scripture is about faith and, and, and scripture is about the covenant promises from Abraham. The scripture is about Jesus suffered and took everything of curses within the world so that you don't have the thing of cursing, which would be sickness, which would be poverty, which would be disease, which would be, um, you know, failures of emotional, whatever, whatever they want to say, not being successful. He took the curses of not being successful. He took and he bore that on the cross of success. Everything of God is yours. And they'll do it through all those scriptures. I know all their stupid scriptures. I can hit, I can nail you so bad on a stage. Oh my gosh. I would nail your freaking doctrine. I would have jaws dropped. Draws dropped at what these people sat under and not seen in flipping fullness. And it would bother them because right now their doctrine gets them stuff. And they like that they think they they under that they they understand faith like this. They like it, and, and they want to you know take that what I'm teaching is is the this the theology of carrying the cross and suffering. Jesus took it all. I'm like, how many times do I have to nail go off on this one? How we we have like twisted the favor of God, the good things of God. And the thing is, is that I believe in all the natural blessings. I used to struggle with that, honestly, because I didn't see stuff from what would come for me. I was so just engulfed in the opposition I've carried, the, the death I've seen in my life, the warfare I've had, and then, you know, just the draining and, and doing ministry and stuff. And sometimes you just not, I didn't know, like, but I think now that I've like seen like that God's releasing a promise of healing my entire body, like I'm seeing, whoa, the word of God, like the truth of this, but you're, these people are doing it through deception. Like God has placed promises on me that I know of wealth so that I could do a Bible school, first of all, not so I could say I reaped what I sowed. That's not why. 
That's not why. That's not why I would use anything of wealth that would come into my life is to say I reaped what I sowed. It's not why. It's to, to fulfill the word of God. And you think that you getting a private jet to take you places to reach all these hundreds of thousands of people, you're deceiving people to say that they reaped what they sowed. You've reaped what you've sowed when you are doing it demonically to feed yourself. And you want more proof of it? Now go to his website. All right. I'm building, I'm building my case. I'm building my case before I blow them up. Go to his website, and I need people to see and understand why this is witchcraft. This is on his first page. So Kenneth Copeland Ministries, now go to the about. The uh, it, There's an about thing, and you rolled, the scroll down has these questions, okay? Um, what is prosperity? Question mark. It's not just about money. Take your healing. Um... Oh, wait, 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 That's, a, oh, sorry, sorry. This is a question asked on, on the website. If any of these apply to you, you're at the right place. I'm broke. I'm in debt and I never have enough money to pay bills. I'm sick all the time. My health is poor and I'm terminally ill. I struggle with constant fear, anxiety, or depression. I'm struggling with addiction and living a lifestyle I know is not pleasing God. I'm struggling with my marriage, relationships, home, and work. I have a huge problem and I do not know how to get it solved. I feel like my life is going nowhere and there is no hope for change. And some people go, how is that wrong? Do you want to um, research, um, like, first of all, self-help? Uh, go research uh, certain things of, like, cults. Go look into um, people who uh, just want to, um, what would it be called? Uh, I have the list and I, and I just, and I just blank. Maybe because God is like, you don't need to prove this point. This is obvious. Because <laughs> that's going to I just feel sometimes like I, I want to hammer it, hammer it, hammer it till no one has a leg to stand on. I go at things that hard to prove my point, like just to make sure if this comes across that you understand that this is this is not the way it's people, people all over his website, all his teachings are about prosperity. What you get from God through covenant promises, you get success, you get health, you get wealth. This is what this is. There's no conviction in him and his wife's message. It's the most mind-blowing thing. And I'm like, dude, you've been in ministry. You're 84 years old. Your net worth is $300 million, first of all. You've been in ministry so dang long and your message and revelation has never changed. I don't understand that. I've been in ministry for six years and it's like my calling and my revelations change weekly. I mean, I didn't know this was my calling, what I'm doing in this. I didn't know I was going to have a Bible school. Like I literally went from a like doing, I, my revelation before was like inner healing for women, then spiritual warfare for leaders. Like I, God, if you are really in the word of God and in friendship with him, you don't stay in one revelation. You do not. And that is, that's not in biblical. That's so weird. Like, what do you have, it, what the epistles were written, how they were written, what they, I mean, it was just carrying multiples of revelation, multiples of, of that through scripture. And if you're growing in Christ and in relationship, then there should be more to your message. Then you stay in one lane of faith and prosperity. And here's why he stays in this lane. It empowered him. It gave him control over his congregation. It gave him wealth. Do you know that he will not do any public interviews? That's one thing to know about him. He won't do public interviews. Why is that? Jezebel's just protecting itself. So when he gets nailed, he gets nails on a news news program about, about the, the lavish lifestyle he has and why he has it. And his reasoning is because he can't fly in airplanes because of all the demon possession in the airplane. I mean, he's so stupid. 
I mean, he's like a seriously, like, like I, you're, I, like, how did we become this numb and deceived by the word of God? Like, it's seriously so sick and disheartening. Like, I, I just can't comprehend taking Jesus' sacrifice and doing it to this level and deceiving children and as if it's, you're actually like saving souls. And oh my gosh, like God's so faithful that people under this still, I mean, I sat under his teaching. First of all, he doesn't shut up. And people may say, well, I don't shut up. Yeah, but I'm a better teacher. So, and I'm more entertaining. He's just a demon that walks around that has a big head and little hands. So, and he, and he talks, like he took up an offering and talked for 45 minutes. My butt went numb in his teaching. I'm not kidding you. My butt went numb. That's how long I had to sit through it. Yeah, legit numb. I was like, this guy's talking till 11 p.m. at night. He talked till 11 p.m. at night. So this was a multiple day conference that I was in in like Missouri, a Billy Brim conference when I was in Bible school and a group of girls went and he was a teacher there. And he, uh, he first of all will not talk to anybody. He gets escorted and this was not a huge room. Him and his wife get escorted in and escorted out. They act like they are kings and kings, a king and what's a queen? Like, it's weird. It's weird how they act. And just to raise money, you talked for 45 minutes. That's because that's what your your theology does, your doctrine does. You are manipulating people to get money. Like, if we, the manipulation on the scripture that we reap what we sow is so crazy. Because right now in the spirit, Kenneth Copeland, you are going to reap what you've sown. Oh, it's coming, buddy. All right. It's weird that the two scripture, the two things I clicked on him teaching, he was in the same dang text, Galatians 3, which I'm sure is one of his magical manipulation texts. And he says it, he first of all says it in the King James. He says it in a way that looks like it carries authority. He uses, you know, whatever his understanding. And it's all about covenant promises and the curses of the Jesus bore, blah, blah, blah. And talking about blessing. Here's what I thought was interesting when he referred to the word blessing. He tried to explain it in, in you know, just a, just a stupid way. So he said, he said, now when we talk about the word blessing, there's many different, um, different understandings and become, it turns and it ends up becoming Christianese. And then he goes, and when Jesus turned to Simon Bar-Jonah, Bar so he used the original, original word, not, not calling him Peter, Simon, Simon Bar-Jonah, you are blessed. And I was like, Oh, you just took that scripture, use the word blessed. Do you know the context of that scripture? You know what he was referring to? When Jesus said, do you know who I am? And he said, yes, you are the son of God. Other people think you're Elijah. Other people think you're John the Baptist. You're the son of God. He's turned it to Peter and said, Peter, you are blessed by your understanding that I'm the son of God. Not you are blessed because Peter hung upside down on a cross, you idiot. What do you want to call the blessing on that? What do you want to call the blessing on that? Like what was put on his life, what was what he was called to do was to love the sheep, was to love the sheep for Jesus Christ. And how is he going to die? Pro Jesus prophesied that your, your arms are going to get spread out, meaning you're going to be put on a cross. Church history knows it, that he was upside down because he didn't want to do it the same way as a savior. You idiot wouldn't even be willing to clip a, a toenail bat for Jesus. No, no, no. I get private jets for God with the word of God. I want to cut your big head off, your oversized head on your tiny little body that makes you look like a bobble man. <laughs> he looks like a bobble man. Do you know those little things that flip the head? Bobble, bobble, bobble. You got. You look like a bobble head that has a demon in it. 
God, here I go to the bowling. I can't hobble. Where is that? Every time I start making fun. <laughs> so I'll read that. Matthew 16, 16. This is a scripture he tried to use the word blessing in. This is the problem we have in the church is people don't know the word of God. Because if you knew the word of God, you would have heard him say that and have known that, that what scripture he was referring to, what he called Peter blessed about, and what that word represented, because it didn't represent wealth for Peter. It did not represent it. it, it he was blessed. He was blessed, and he was then called to 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 be the rock of the church and carry the king um, and and carry the the keys to 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 hell and to Hades. And here's the thing: it's because he was the first to confess who God, who Jesus was, the Son of God. So what rock was going to be established was the confession and the knowledge of Jesus Christ to be the rock of the church, people. And I read that in the IVP Bible background commentary, so that's where that came from. <laughs> I didn't just make that up in my in my interpretation of that scripture. Okay, let me read this. Simon Peter answered, you are, okay, so he goes, um, who do people say the son of man is? And, they, and some, and well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of, one, some say prophets. Then he asked them, who, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John. Other translations, it's um, Jonah. Because my my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You have not you have not learned this from any human being. Now I say that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give the king the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth, you forbid in heaven. What you permit on earth, you permit in heaven. You know what I bet these people would do with this text? They would turn this into what Jesus gave Peter. Now gives him this authority to bind the riches on earth. I mean, they twist things in such a crazy freaking way. And people sit and believe it and go, oh yeah, I see. Because this is what we deserve. This is what the word of God has done through Jesus' sacrifice. And never go to, to the place that, that, that Peter hung upside down. He was crucified. You never go to the place that John was, they tried to boil with oil. So when he was called truly loved, and if you ever want to say, oh, I'm yeah, we're, we're loved by God. Do you know the one that was truly the disciple that they say Jesus loved, loved the most? Jesus said to him something about him, like prophecy, the same way he prophesied something to Peter about his death. And Peter said, well, what about John? Like, what's going to happen to John? If that, that sucks for me. What about him? <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, and what if I keep him alive until I come? What is it to you? Like something like that. Meaning like that they're, that's where they, they believe like why when they tried to boil him wrong. And that's another thing that's in church history. You're not going to find that in scripture, um, but it, it's a fact. So if people in, in, in true doctrine understand that that is, that is something they tried to boil him and he he didn't get boiled in oil. He like comes out of it. And supposedly a bunch of people came to Jesus because of that. The fact that he couldn't get killed. So instead they exile him to the Isle of Patmos, which is literally going to be like a type of prison that they sent people to and truly blessed. He's, he's very blessed. This is the blessing. What is wrong with us? You know what their blessing was to walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ. 
to see his power, his miraculous power of him giving his life for, for the Father, of him coming to this world and sacrificing everything to, to set us free from the power of hell on our lives, meaning the power of demons on our lives. And you stupid leaders have let the power of demons take over you by you taking scripture and doing the, doing this to them and not understanding that these people, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't imagine the type of blessing to walk with Jesus. I can't imagine the type of blessing just to see his power displayed that way on Pentecost, to see people like be set free from all these things. Do people not consider that a blessing? What do you, you consider blessings? Like, do you not consider, like, how do you not consider having Jesus as your best friend every day of your life not a blessing? When do we see blessings a little differently than your stupid jet plane and your money and your and your success and stuff like that? And the reason I hammer this so bad is because I'm not against these things in the, in the natural world. I'm so against the overemphasis of this over the sacrifice of Jesus and the truth of the word of God. And so if I'm going to take a head to a giant, I'm going to nail it, nail it, nail it really hard because this, this thing needs to get out of the people's hearts of we think faith gets us these things through our idea of of how this has been twisted twisted twisting like the words of god of, of faith is is as a mustard seed what can move a mountain and, and 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 now i'm gonna now i have the faith every day that i'm gonna get this job now i have the faith every day that i'm gonna get married now i have the faith every day i'm gonna move the mountain jesus in the name of jesus i have a husband i have a husband coming in the name of jesus i have a husband coming I have, a husband, I have a husband, husband, yep, yep. I mean, I, yep, I'm going to get pregnant in the name of Jesus. I'm going to get pregnant. I'm saying it with my confession. I am, I am. I'm going to buy maternity clothes and prove it. I'm going to buy them ahead of time and I'm going to prove with my faith because I have faith. There's a mustard seed to move mountains and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove my faith. People, come on, this hits you funny when you think about it because you people have heard this doctrine. People have to. Have you heard it? Have you heard it taught to you or just when I've taught you? Just you. Okay. So some people haven't been under this this doctrine. So this is certain people that for some reason you either have been under it or you've been tempted to ever go in this lane of thinking you can use the words of God this way. You know, because this could come in in, in, in many different ways to somebody. All right. Now I'm going to punch reap, reaping and sowing. Now, there's a ton of scriptures on reaping what you sow. Ton, ton. And here's what you're going to have people say with your tithes. And if, you, if people have ever heard this one, this was a big one I was under. You grab your money before you donate to where, where you're at, the church, the, the, the conference, wherever we would be. And you, you do the prayer that says, shaken down, measured up, shaken down. Oh, can you Google that scripture? Because I, I, I don't have that. Um, don't remember where that's at and I want to read that real quick and then I'm going to go to the go to the um, I was literally reading it today because this is the this is the the big one that they they make you spray this over your money and if people don't understand why this is manipulative this is so manipulative to the words of God pressed down shaking together running over something like that pouring over and so they 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 grab their stuff and they and they all confess it out loud. They could grab their money. Now my money is gonna be pressed. I'm gonna press down, shaking together. Let me see. Where? Are you sure that was it? Anyways, well you're looking looking that up. So they they'll take their money and they'll claim this confession over it. And here's what's a trip to me. 
that people would use the idea that when they give their money, because of the idea of tithing in the Old Testament, the idea of reaping what you sow, and that you confess the word of God over it, now you're going to get something in return just for that versus returned out of the generosity of a pure heart, the blessings and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life. Rather than I'm going to do this and manipulate. How about you remove what you're going to do? How about you stop giving money to get something back? How about you be generous? You sow into what you believe God's doing. And this is why I seriously, you have it. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over and poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. That's, that's, that, that, and what is it? Luke, Luke 6, 38. And that, so that's their, that's, that's their uh, magical one to, to prove, prove their point of when you give and this is what you're going to get back. And I have, I had come under such that manipulation because I had so much warfare in my life that I thought maybe I could get a breakthrough if I gave money. Maybe I needed the breakthrough of understanding my fear of money. Like, so that's a real thing. That's a real thing. That's something God's shifting in your heart to trust. That isn't because... Like, it's it's a flip of the eyes of the character of God. How do you view God's view to you? Because let me tell you, he just wants your heart directed at him and in love with him. He doesn't want you to need to take his word, give money to something to get something from him. He's He doesn't sit there and, 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 and sit there and, and go, yes, my child, manipulate me. Yes, my child, use my words against me. Yes, my child, that's how I'm going to give. Like, it's about revelation of his words. It's about understanding his heart towards you. Do you understand how free you'll get? Do you understand how this will literally free you from so much things that you do because you think you need to do it? I mean, this is why I truly believe there there has to be a shift with the nonprofit thing, being under government, and the power of donations, the tie that comes in with money, um, the manipulation that comes in with that stuff. I just truly do. Like, I believe, I mean, I think my stuff's going to shift into for-profit. I think my when I, my Bible school and stuff, I'm going to shift into, into like a for-profit type thing, meaning... That if people give, you're not going to get a, a write-off for it. There's no tie to government. There's no, you do it for this reason. Like, it's it, we have to shift this whole thing. We have to shift all of it. And, and it's also that the government is not going to have that much power over what I'm doing. And right now, when you hit a certain amount of money in a nonprofit, they can watch you differently. You have to have boards. You have to have minutes. My board's a joke. I write my own minutes. <laughs> It's amazing. I write unanimous on everything. People knew what my board was. And don't tell me I'm illegal. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. And my board is one of my best friends and my dad. And we never have a meeting. <laughs> this is funny I'm saying it because I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have this in the future. So I think God's making me make fun of it right now because this is legit my board. When I tried to tell Ray what I do or something, what did he say? He said something about it being like, that's illegal, Sarah. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, because first of all, no one carries the vision that I'm carrying and I'm doing. And it's literally me r rowing my boat for like six years. And so I'm not going to pull in people like my dad and my best friend who has nothing to do with it. The reason my best friend's on it, because I've known her since I was 12, my friend Chelsea, and I trust, I just, I needed it, it to be people who weren't going to do something weird and they weren't involved in the vision. So they just know they sign my minutes every year. <laughs> they know when I up my income and then I write unanimous and I tell them what I did. 
funny when you think about it. Everyone should see my little my uh, my folder of my minutes that I I, I make every every year. That wrote we voted unanimously and we're and this is the date we did it. Like most times, like boards have to meet like four times a year and do this this whole thing and blah blah blah. I figured out my little way around it at this point because I have a really good accountant and so he teaches me things so that I I know how what to do what I have to do for filing stuff like that but that's what happens with these nonprofits is that the government is going to have more control what do we have seen right now they're making churches or nonprofit organizations be open to certain things that would been originally against what they've been open to I mean I don't know all the details I know that there is a Christian um adoption agency that now had to open access to um giving children to like transgenders and gay couples that they normally were against because they're a christian adoption agency but because of now being under the government and having something that's under their the government's making them change that stuff and so that's a big reason that i seriously think this stuff because this is what we have in the church is that we have these ministries manipulating people for money first of all out of a lack of understanding who god is that's first of all they're using scripture to do it and because this has gone too far like in the church and we need people who just God moves on your heart you give into what you you want to give in you don't do it for anything of return you you give and you let go the same way Jesus gave his body and he let go the same way the disciples gave and let go they did not do things to get things for return the way that we have it happening right now um all right where oh Galatians 6 I'm going to talk about a reaping so scripture that they would love to use um, Galatians 6, number 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. If we don't just take that in itself, that, that, before he talks about reaping what you sow, he says you will not mock the justice of God. We have people taking these scripture and mocking God through it. That's what's going on. Number 8. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. And so... Here's what's tripped me out. These people have used these scripture to prove this is why they never get sick. This is why they have success. This is why they have wealth. The people that are completely in, uh, have come under the demon possession that the demons are giving them all these things. And um, they're going to say, say it was God. The word of God, at, it doesn't return void. So what you do with his word will never, it's going to produce what he says it will produce meaning if you use this in to, to for your sinful nature guess what's going to now happen you're now going to harvest decay and death from sinful nature for those who please the spirit harvest everlasting life from the spirit so using this scripture and trying to say what they harvested had been from the spirit but it has been through demons what is going to happen within the judgment of god it's going to flip this on them it's going to flip this on them of what the demon gave them through the scripture. And this scripture is going to be true to, to its word because it's true to Jesus Christ. And that, that blood was already given up. So it cannot it cannot be returned void. Meaning what you try to use through his sacrifice is now going to return on you through truth. <sighs> meaning everything that seems to look right, something's going to shift. That's what we're having going to happen in the spirit because we have to see. And this is this is not me giving thus saith. I'm, I'm speaking scripture out. Okay, people, I'm speaking the truth of scripture out because the, 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 the word of God's never going to, never going to fail. And we have leaders allowing it to become demonic, using it for demons. And, and it can't do that. It can't, that can't end on that. Meaning it's going to go to the truth part. 
and it's going to hit you somewhere. It's going to hit you somewhere. This is where the exposure is going to happen. This is where the crumbling is going to happen of what people are doing with God's word. Okay, number nine. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. And just right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Ooh. And this is what you have people who have been like having insane just stuff and warfare and struggles and and you aren't sitting there going oh, I'm ripping all this stuff through my faith and through that what's going to happen is you are going to reap it you will reap it whose impurity and obedience you will reap that you will reap it and that's things people that's the word to stand on it's the ones in purity and obedience and truth and humility let's go to the B attitudes let's talk about real blessings let's talk about real what is to be blessed Wonder if you'd ever use the B attitudes, you big idiot. Big bobblehead idiot. Matthew 5, 3. Here's what Jesus really talks about being blessed. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I just knocked your bobblehead off. Your bobblehead just came knocking down. I bet you would never go to that text. Nope, because it wouldn't give you power. Ever preached on that? I bet that's this text never come out of his mouth. He uses all the ones that give him power. He's repetitive. Dude, he's so repetitive. Go to all his videos. They're all like the same. Like, when does he not stop talking about faith? His whole website's about that. Like, this is, it's so gross. It's so demonic and witchcraft. So, number four, God uh, realized their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. <laughs> Looks like he says for the poor, it's the kingdom of heaven. You want to take some weird interpretation on that one? God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. Because that's what I that's what I hunger for. The thirst for justice. We get we need more people that hunger for the thirst for truth of the word of God. Number seven, and not for their own glory and to prove their own doctrine and power that they get from it. Number seven, God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who persecute for doing right. So, so then the last one, or this, he's going to he's going to talk about those ones, the ones that get persecuted or blessed. Number 11, God blesses when you, when you, when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you're my followers. Be happy and be glad. There is a great reward awaits in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Man, the prosperity message got blown up in one text. I can blow up the entire prosperity teaching out there, the faith teaching out there that that's thinks you can manipulate God and your demons can get blown up in one text. One text can combat every single thing you say on blessing. Every Because not anywhere in there does it say you will be blessed and get money. You'll be blessed and get success. You'll be blessed and get all the desires that you, I mean, because the desires of our heart are, are, are the desires that align with, with God's heart. They're, 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 they're not the desires of your intention that people twist that scripture into. Like the thing God's been telling me over and over and over again, just by what I've gone through in my life, is that I'm going to give you every want every tiny want. And why do I think and believe God would like say, well, first of all, he does say, I give you the desires of his heart. I would say because I don't have impure intentions. So he says, I'm going to give you even to these details, even though you haven't said it, 
to these tiny, tiny, tiny details of desires, things you don't even know are in your heart and you would desire. That's in a pure, a pure relationship with God that, that he's even going to give to things I wouldn't even know I desire because of this way maybe I've seen myself or stuff I've struggled with in my past. That's the type of people we need raising up, not this entitled crap of leadership that is so stupidly entitled and narcissistic. It's so retarded. Get out of leadership. I'm so tired of Todd Bentley trying to get back in leadership. I tried to click on a video of him today and I, the stuff on him, oh God, it's so gross and so bad when he prays for people, the spirits coming through that that are doing it. I just look like, ugh, so gross. It's so bad. Uh, all right. Well, it's only 45 minutes. Maybe it's a short one because it was so so much um hmm. hold on a second let me go to matthew 17 real quick let's talk i'm gonna just close this with people the the thing with the idea of being known or like this flipping deception that is on all these things just which get you'd be known that you're you're you know in in ministry that it's it, you should be on stage you should be releasing power you should be such a twist in this stuff so matthew 17 9 jesus commands people not to tell he commands his disciples so this is when they're like in the garden or something and jesus is seen talking to elijah and moses and then god's voice comes through and says this is my son who brings me great joy and that's translation it's he was well pleased of i think the leadership need to start desiring that they need to just start desiring that they know that God says and stop using scripture and saying what you're going to get from him that proves he feels that way. Don't you want to hear it from him that he says, I'm well pleased with you. I'm well pleased at what you're willing to endure for. I'm well pleased. I have great joy because my son was going to give up his life for me. My son was going to give up his life for my will. My son was going to do this. This is why he was greatly pleased. He wasn't greatly pleased because Jesus was taking teaching faith for the for the children to get what they wanted from God. No, he was bringing it through his body, his blood, and his sacrifice. He was bringing it to, to the church. He was bringing it to the world, to the children. And like the idea that you don't just look at the blessing that we've been saved from hell, the blessing that you can literally have Jesus say, I'm well pleased with you. Not get away from me. You did this in, in my name and I do not know you. Because guess what, Kenneth Copeland, that's what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to hear. You've allowed, you've allowed this power to come over you to this level that it's possession. It's possession. And so you're a false prophet. I don't know what, 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 what's going to happen at that point. Let's look at scripture. Let's remember what Paul said to those people. Castrate your big head. Castrate your big old head. You see me intently staring at my recorder. You watch that? If people knew what I'm doing, I'm literally staring at my recorder like I'm looking at him all pissed off. I'm staring at a little recorder. This is like a sight to see. This should just be filmed of the weird stuff I do. People said, well, this is how it had to be done because it's being done in purity 
this had to be different from being on stage. This had to be something in the spirit where this was going to be like the right way, the different way that nobody will do things right now. Because I have no freaking crowd. I have no, like, I'm literally doing something because this is God proving. Let's start doing things pure. Let's start doing things pure for no one's intention. And and try to try to combat me and understand how do I get this taken over when I am talking to no one but a recorder. And you don't think that's God? You want to condemn me? People who would do that? You freaking kidding me? Who would be able to do this? Especially somebody like me who would never have wanted to even be a public speaker. And like, if we don't understand that this is God doing something in a very different way, like through through shifting, needing to shift this purity flipping thing in ministry this aggressively. So they, he's in, you know, he's he's seen talking to them, but that's what God says about him. And the disciples then see it. As they went back down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, don't tell anyone what you've seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. You have this crazy encounter being witnessed. And instead of trying to run to the towns to get glory or to prove who he is, he literally was going to just be killed on a cross and like not say a word back. He didn't respond to the things they said to him, the way he was mocked, the way he was shamed, the way he was told to to prophesy, to, to be saved. Why don't you call on Elijah to save you? They mocked that at him. And to, to Jesus Christ who was sitting there in such humility, literally giving a deformed, letting go of his deformed body that wasn't even recognizable to that mockery, knowing, knowing he would be proven, knowing he would be proven, but it was never to be in pride. It was always to be in humility, to prove the word of God. And we have just the opposite. We have just the opposite taking place taking place right now we have where something does happen go run publicly and give a public prophetic word on youtube of what's taking place and give it out publicly send it to everyone that you understand what's happening right now and i mean the the glorified thing is just ugh, you can't stop on it it's just so much if people start to like really see this to this level that has to be shifted And he goes, number 10, Matthew 17, 10. Then his disciples asked him, why do the teachers of religious law insist Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? So um, so the disciples are asked because the Pharisees must have been teaching that because they did believe in the prophets. But then God, Jesus also said they were also the ones that killed the prophets. The same thing in the spirit. Number 11, Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, but he wasn't recognized and they chose to abuse him. And in the same way, they will also make the son of man suffer. Then the disciples realized that he was talking about John the Baptist. The blinding that was on the Pharisees, the blinding that was on the hardened hearts is what we have in the church right now. We we aren't seeing this for like the truth. We're, 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 we're abusing things that don't need to be. I mean, how John MacArthur would want to nail someone like Kenneth Copeland and, and be in truth, yet he's an heir himself, right? So we have the Pharisees wanting to kill the Sadducees. We have this deception of like not understanding like the fullness of of who Jesus Christ truly is to be within our church doctrine doctrine within our leadership, and and this is this is just to get another another uh, it's taking a bat to another side of this. Now I'm like okay I hit I hit the I hit a heretic for who would do this 
to someone, then I came in on the, their other side because you don't have someone who can do it on both sides. That's the problem. The people who are trying to heretic hunt publicly, they're doing it from one side. You aren't going to hear someone who's able to do it the way I'm doing it. Because uh-uh. I'm, I'm dealing strictly, strictly with scripture and how I'm doing it. Strictly. That's it. Um, and I have no idea if like another one is, who who knows? We're not going to be doing anything all all week. So, um, all right, I'm I'm done now. I feel because I'm at fifty four minutes. Okay, Holy Spirit, God, that eyes would be open in the name of Jesus to anything that they've come under through through the deceptive um, ways of teaching faith, God, that have come under any of these teachers, and that people would come into the understanding within the charismatic movement. That demons can manifest tongues. They can manifest falling out in the spirit. They can manifest healing. They can manifest prophecy. That we would see this finally as truth. That Jesus did warn about this. Paul warned about it. Peter warned about it. Jude warned about it. James warned about it. This has been warned multiple times. All the prophets. If we don't understand that there are things being fulfilled right now in the word of God. And that we don't see that this this can really, really, really take place in the spirit realm. That we would we'd start turning away from the, the, the need of the manifestation of power, the wanting the display. <clears throat> and, we, and we would turn to the need of your son and that being it. And let his fullness do everything that it is to do in the church. One last thing when I, I'm going to close. I know uh, demons can't. Well, first of all, I've proven enough that demons can heal. Um, I've proven it with prophecy 100%. Uh, I know they cannot make people fall in the spirit too. And here's a trippy thing. So people understand falling out of the spirit. That's going to be like you literally just come under something and you you drop. And if people who think that's not biblical, give me a break. Do you know people dropping and trembling in scripture? You think the power of God can't do that? The power of God could cut off your big bobblehead in one second. You think it can't drop you to the ground? Good Lord. That's like nothing of his power. Um, And how I know demons can do that, because I know there's a crazy protection on God's sheep who are under these people in purity and don't understand, because I just know that he would would be sovereign enough to move in when there's demon possession in that level and touch somebody in purity and minister. And I think that's what gets confusing for people is because they're like, I grew more intimacy under this stuff. I did see fruit from it. And I did blah, blah, blah. I totally did. I'm sure his stupid message ministered to me when I was in it. Like, you have to understand the sovereignty and the goodness of God. And you also understand the power of Jezebel. The power of Jezebel is always going to allow that in order to keep more power. Like, does that make sense? Like, the power of Jezebel, to get more power will infiltrate that you also feel more led to God. (laughs) That way it strengthens your idolatry towards the leader. That's really what it's doing. Does that make sense? I said that I could break that down in a crazy way and I don't want to right now because it, it gets a little confusing to understand how that spirit can do that. But um, there was a guy who showed up to the very first launch of B1, the church, when we launched it. And I was one of the ones that got up and spoke on like the vision, what we we're doing. And it was, we had a sign outside and it was the first uh, thing and we had worship and he was walking by with his wife, sees the sign and comes in with his wife. And um, he was a younger guy. He sat through the whole pre- presentation, all of this stuff. He wasn't, and he's probably my age. I don't know if he wasn't. No, he's probably a little younger than me. And then he asked to talk to me and him and his wife. And so he asked to talk to me about deliverance ministry. And he said, I've been out of jail for a year. I just got saved. And I can pray for Pete. And I was whatever, drug addict, 
demon stuff. And I can pray for people and they get, they drop to the ground and manifest and get delivered and like all this stuff. As he's talking to me, I'm hearing yelling, witchcraft, 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 like over and over. Like God was not letting me even like hear it. Like, and do not, this guy, this is what he's, he's making people fall with witch, witchcraft. The church he was attending, the leadership was starting to have issues with him on the prayer team because all these people would drop when he would pray for him. And um, and, he, and, and it was big. And I, first of all, you've only been saved a year. There's no way. There's no way. That's not biblical. You don't put a new believer and leader. Timothy already says that. God's not going to work through someone like that. They're not. He's. He will not. He's not irresponsible to hurt his children like that. And, and meaning that if he placed that much power on you, that would hurt you to not have any understanding on what is coming through you. So first of all, that exposes it's a demon. And then secondly, I go, I go, can I pray for you? <laughs> And he like freaked out. He freaked out. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. Packed up and like took off. Because the demons on him didn't want me to go to do it. Yeah, because I would have released some judgment on him or something. And uh, it, uh, yeah, so he flipped out. So I was like, oh, here we go. And then that night, something, I woke up in the middle of the night with this crazy, weird harassment. And I was like, God, what is that? And that guy came into my mind. So he tried to do something either when he left. I mean, these guys, when they, they carry this much power, if you don't have discernment, you could literally come under an opposition of even interacting because they, they can curse. He can do something. And so he just, just something in the spirit like came from that interaction. And so as soon as I saw it, like, oh, I just sent it back on him and like cut it and it was gone instantly. It wasn't like I got cursed. It was just something that got picked up in the spirit. And because I have such a crazy sensitivity, I know it immediately. I can feel it. I can like hear it. And so, um, and then it got just showed. And the reason I, to me, and this isn't to put fear on people. The reason I encounter stuff to this level is because of what I'm called to do. I just get different interactions. I get weird things happen to me, but it's because I'm called to it and I get taught through it. So it's not that people need to walk around all scared if they get slain in the spirit or fall in the spirit by someone who prayed for them. Is something going to happen to them? No, because God's like sovereign. What happens is the people who aren't in purity are trying to tap into power of God that way. That's when something will get weird on you and you'll access something. But usually you'll probably like it because it will got you somewhere. And that's what you have leaders doing. They will have liked it. It's not going to be. It, it, it does carry a type of cursing when you come to the outcome of the judge, judgment of God. It does. But it, it feeds a flesh. So those are the people that need to be worried about what I just said. It was that guy who was doing what he was doing. And it's funny how he took off running from me when I offered to pray for him. I'm like, oh, you were just in, like wanting to know about my gift and what I do. And wouldn't you want my prayer? And that's what most people would be like. Want to understand why'd you run from me? That was a sign. Like, come on. You know what I mean? So um, anyways, all right. I feel Jesus is that done. Yeah. Okay. This is this is goodbye um, for a week. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to see you soon. <laughs> I've been doing podcasts every couple days, and it's the only thing that gives me something to do in my hellhole. So I'm goodbye. It's okay. Don't feel bad, Blair. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>